the Focus Raleigh podcast. My name is Kelly Vine, and I'm on staff with Focus here in Raleigh. Today, we're diving into another episode of our series, Who Do You Say That I Am? And this time, we're with a great friend of mine, Jordan Penley. Jordan is a graduate of NC State and a former staff member of a ministry called Crew and a former missions director and now pastor at Vintage Church in downtown Raleigh. I'm going to let him introduce himself a little bit, but Jordan, welcome to the podcast. Yeah, thanks so much for having me, Kelly. I uh, love having you and Ryan. Uh, at Vintage Church here in Raleigh. So uh, you are a great blessing to our church. Thanks for having me on. Absolutely. We're excited to have you here. So to introduce yourself a little bit, could you elaborate a little bit more about your background? Um, what led you to working at Vintage? And then what is your title as a pastor at Vintage? And what does that kind of look like um, day to day? Yeah. So as Kelly said, my name is Jordan Penley, and I am married to my beautiful wife, Jessica. We just celebrated eight years. That makes me kind of old, but um uh, yeah, love living in Raleigh. I've been here since 2012, no, sorry, 2008, where I started at NC State. I went there, uh, loved the Wolfpack, painfully committed to the Wolfpack, but um, loved my time at State and interned with a ministry called Crew at NC State. It's a college campus ministry. If you uh, go to State, you should check them out. And uh, did that for six years, was just serving as a member at Vintage. Uh, in between uh, being on staff with crew and in 2017, took a job at Vintage as the director of mission, which led to a pastoral role here at Vintage. And specifically, my role as a pastor is pretty simple. I have kind of four main silos or funnels uh, for my job. The first is to feed the church. So uh, be a man who uh, walks with God, loves the scriptures, and teaches my people. Who, who Christ is in, in, in his word. Uh, secondly, to lead the church, uh, to be an example to, to the church of someone who's passionately committed to the Great Commission, loving, walking with God. And uh, thirdly, to protect the church. And then fourthly, to care for the church. So through uh, counseling uh, or uh, prayer, uh, doing funerals, uh, praying for individuals in our church. So yeah, feed, lead, protect, and care. I kind of describes my job well. I wish that all, all of those rhymed, but only the first two did. I know. I feel the rhyming stuff. It's it's so great. Um, so we'd love for you to answer this question of, of being on our podcast. So having um, currently being a pastor and having worked on church staff, working for campus ministry um, and following Jesus personally, Jordan, how would you answer the question, who do you say Jesus is? Yeah, I'd say the most... I mean, there's a lot of answers to this question, as y'all have covered in your podcast, but I would say the most revolutionary one for me is that Jesus truly is God. Uh, Jesus uh, is divine, and uh, that has massive implications for our life. Yeah. Yeah. So this is a huge claim, Jesus being God, and there's um, a lot of weight to that claim um, as you pastor vintage um, and live your own life. Um, so how, kind of through scripture, do you see this claim of Jesus being God, this truth of Jesus being God played out, um, even as you're writing sermons um, on Sunday? Um, how do you see that in scripture? Yeah, so this is, uh, again, like you alluded to, massively influential in my view of my job, my view of the scriptures, uh, Martin Luther famously said, we go to the Bible for the same reason that the wise men went to the manger to find Christ. And uh, that's why the, the whole the point of every sermon, uh, in my opinion, is seeing Jesus for who he truly is, and that is uh, 
God in the flesh and uh, how every passage uh, whispers his name. There's a, there's a famous resource that I love called the Jesus Storybook Bible. It's a, a children's Bible, but I actually give it to adults, especially uh, I work with a lot of uh, older 20s, young 30s, and uh, I work with a lot of individuals that don't have a Christian background. And often I'll give them this resource called the Jesus Storybook Bible. You can find it on Amazon. But the subline, uh, the subtitle to the book is Every Story Whispers His Name. That's really my approach uh, to seeing the scriptures is uh, the Old Testament points to Christ. The New Testament is where we see him clearly. But every story uh, in the Bible points to Christ and his divinity. Mm-hmm. And Jesus makes this claim a bunch in scripture. I mean, it's it's all over the place. He's um, claiming to be God and that's um, that truth about him. He is sharing that with his followers and with people he's... Um, talking to and um i mean it's it's a huge claim for us now and it was a huge claim back then um when he was walking on earth and so i think even that's that's such a great thing to think about as you're writing sermons and giving sermons and talking to people um about the old testament and kind of seeing where jesus is in the old testament too seeing that jesus is god um and being able to see him through the old testament um and so you said that you wear a lot more hats than just, you know, standing up and preaching on Sundays. Um, and I know you and I have talked about this in the past, but um, I feel like you have talked a lot about um, having conversations with people that have a lot of questions about God and about the Bible and about Jesus. And um, as you think about those conversations that you've had and, and talk to both followers of Jesus and people who are maybe doubting or seeking um, a relationship with God, what have you learned about God through those conversations or um, even like a more pointed question, like what do you know to be true about Jesus in light of him being God? Yeah. So the first thing I would say is that if you're listening to this and you're going through a season of doubt, uh, that's okay. And I know the, the great staff that focus would, would agree uh, historically in some churches, the freedom to ask questions, really hard questions, has been frowned upon, but uh, that's not the case at Vintage. We welcome any question, uh, questions about the Bible, the resurrection, uh, science and faith, uh, whatever it might be. And uh, I know the focus staff do as well. And I think that that's one of the biggest things I've learned in light of this question, you know, what do you know to be true about Jesus relating to doubters and seekers, is that uh, Jesus loved doubters and seekers. Yeah, he was passionately for them. He was patient with their, their questions, uh, their objections. Um, one of the most common titles in the scriptures of Jesus was friend of sinners, right? Friend of of people that didn't believe in him. And uh, he was always winsomely engaging with people that didn't know him. You see this in John chapter three with Nicodemus, uh, where he's explaining what it means to be regenerate, to be born again. You see it in John chapter four with the woman at the well who has five husbands and he winsomely shares with her gently, graciously, but also truthfully, and she comes to follow Christ. Uh, It's just Jesus passionately loves those who do not know him. And uh, if you're a follower of Jesus, a Christian, and you're going through a season of doubt, you're asking questions, that's okay too. Uh, It's normative in the life of a believer as well to have questions. And uh, just want to communicate that Jesus is okay with that. Your focus staff is okay with that. And uh, also that there are amazing answers to the questions that you have. So uh, that would be what I would think is true about Jesus is just how passionately okay he is with uh, people who have great questions because 
the good news is Christianity is truth, and there are great answers to the great questions that you have. Absolutely. Um, and I know, Jordan, you have a lot of resources, so you might be you might be getting some emails from people that, that are looking for some of those resources. Um, yeah, I'm, I'm going to say it's okay to. I'm going to say it's okay to email you right now, um, yeah, if, sure. if anyone has yeah. has any questions. Yeah, if you have any questions about Christianity, uh, I'm I love love answering questions like, uh, how do I know the Bible's true, or how do we know that Jesus truly resurrected, or if God is good, why is there pain in the world? Um, all these are phenomenal questions, and there are amazing answers to those questions. So yeah, Jordan at VengeanceC.com. Super welcome. Awesome. Yeah, I love I love asking Jordan some of those tough questions that I have. And I know we talk about tough questions a lot. If you've been involved in focus meetings or even gone to programs on the vineyard, you've seen kind of these tough questions. And um, I, it's so important to be asking those questions. And one that I think is just so interesting to talk about, even right now, um, answering the question, who do you say that I am with Jesus as God, kind of brings up the question and the um the understanding of the Trinity of God, the Father, God, the Son, and, and God, the Holy Spirit. And I know that is a concept and just kind of some some topics that are difficult to discuss and kind of wrap our heads around. I think there's a lot of times when we can understand parts of the Trinity or kind of how it works, um, how God and the Father and God, the Son, and God, the Holy Spirit are all connected. And so I know you said that you've worked with college students in the past um, and even now just writing sermons and, and sharing with congregations. Is there any way that you can like quickly explain the Trinity or kind of how how might you explain the Trinity in you know, two minutes, yeah. um, maybe even shorter than that. <laughs> yeah, I think that's uh, an extremely tall task because brilliant women and brilliant men have written dozens and dozens of pages, uh, tons of ink has been spilled over explaining the Trinity, but I'll do my, I'll give it my best shot. So the, the word Trinity is famously not found in the scripture. However, the doctrine of the Trinity is explicitly in the scriptures. There's seven truths that are crystal clear uh, in the Bible that formulate the uh, Christian view of the doctrine of the Trinity. And those seven are these. It'd be really helpful for your entire life to have these memorized. Number one, God is one. And number two, God the Father is God. Number three, Jesus is God. Number four, the Holy Spirit is God. And then five, the Father is not the Son. Six, the Son is not the Holy Spirit. And seven, the Holy Spirit is not the Father. And these uh, seven truths, which are crystal clear in the scriptures, formulate uh, our view of the Trinity. But Charles Spurgeon famously said, uh, he was a famous theologian, he said, deny the Trinity, lose your soul, try to understand the Trinity, lose your mind. And that's kind of, you know, joking around. Uh, but uh, it, it is a complex. We are finite. God is infinite. And the Trinity is a great mystery. But that doesn't negate the fact that the doctrine of the Trinity is clearly taught in the scriptures. So, Kelly, that's a tall task, but that would be my best shot in two minutes or less, those seven truths. Awesome. Yeah, those those seven truths. And um, even just being able to to see that, and one of those truths is that Jesus is God, and that's exactly what you were saying. That's how you answered that question. Um, and it's so... I think it's such an important thing to learn about. And like you said, it's, it's kind of a difficult thing to learn about and um, a hard thing to be able to articulate well. Um, but knowing those seven truths about who God is um, and how he is infinite and, and we are not is, I don't know, it's, um, it's, it's exciting to think about. And it's also, I know, like mentally frustrating to understand, but um, 
it's still it's so telling that he's in control um, and he is God and and we are not. So we're doing this series about how different voices in the community with different passions and professions answer this question of who do you say Jesus is. And I know talking about theology and um, even just pastoring a church um, is a huge part of your life. And that's where God has, has called you and, and placed you. Um, but when you aren't working directly at Vintage, um, I think it's cool to think about the question of how do, does the divinity of Jesus and the fact that Jesus is God kind of have an impact on your everyday life? Um, how would you answer that question? Yeah, that's great. Yeah, I think right now it's hard not to think of the answer to this question without thinking about suffering, because we spent a lot of time at Vintage the beginning of the, this year looking at the book of Job, which is focused on suffering. And uh, for me, practically, Jesus being divine uh, gives me hope. Gives me hope in the midst of suffering, right? 2020 was extremely hard for people. Uh, physical death uh, tolls are really high. Uh, there's been certainly extremely intense mental health issues that are causing people to suffer and as a side note, if that's you, please email Kelly, email Ryan. Uh, they want to help. Uh, they want to be a part of uh, any mental health struggles you're going through. Uh, you're not alone. Uh, they love you, and they will be there to help you. But uh, for me, in the midst of this, it just gives me hope. You know, I, I truly believe uh, my undergrad was uh, mathematics. You know, I did pretty well in school. Uh, I'm not saying this to brag on myself. I'm saying I'm just a normal, you know, intellectual in Raleigh, like a you know, logical, rationally driven uh, man. And uh, I truly believe that Jesus Christ rose from the dead. There's great evidence for that. Again, you can email me if you'd like to discuss that. But it gives me hope that uh, coronavirus won't be the end, right? Uh, uh, racism in our world won't be the end. Uh, cancer, AIDS, malaria, flu, uh, all the struggles of our world. Uh, Jesus truly did resurrect, and uh, he will one day return and make all things new. There'll be no more tears, suffering, uh, hurt uh, in our world. And uh, for that, that gives me great hope and uh, reason to continue doing what God's called me to do. You know, even outside of being a pastor, uh, seeing my neighbors as people and that I can pursue, love, care for, uh, engage in spiritual conversation with, uh, and see them come to know Jesus so it impacts a lot certainly but those are the two things i say ultimately. i love that and even just being able to to see the humanity of jesus in the bible and see him walking and talking um, in scripture and, and in the gospels being able to see that he is still god um and the, the fully man and fully god and um, understand the way that he lived and how that has an impact on the way that we live today and I love that, what you were saying about suffering and how we can look to Jesus in the Bible and see how he um, dealt with suffering and how um, what that means for us today. And, and I think that's such an important thing. Um, I love that so much. Jordan, is there anything um, you would love to, to close with? Any, anything you want to leave our podcast listeners with um, as we close out this episode? Yeah, I, I would just say, you know, if you are a doubter seeker, maybe someone who you know, is struggling with potentially being atheist or agnostic in your thinking, is that I would just encourage you really uh, investigate the claims of Jesus. He existed. That's crystal clear. We have so much manuscriptural evidence 
that he uh, actually was a man that truly existed. And uh, secondly, he claimed to be God in the scriptures. I mean, there's so many places, Mark chapter two, where uh, he forgives sins and uh, the Jews pick up stones to stone them for blasphemy. And John chapter eight, where he says, before Abraham was, I am, which was uh, a direct uh, quote from uh, Exodus chapter three, where God tells Moses, I am. And uh, right after that, they pick up stones to stone him. And John uh, chapter 10, verse 33, uh, the scriptures say that uh, they're crucifying, going about to crucify Jesus because him, being a man, makes himself God. And uh, he truly did claim to be God. It got him killed, actually. Uh, that's why they crucified him, uh, because he claimed to be divine. And, uh, you know, I would just encourage you to really investigate those claims. Use your mind. God gave, it, gave you one. And... Uh, he wants you to be formed by rational, logical thought. Now, he wants our hearts as well. But there are great reasons to believe that Jesus truly is who he says he was. Primarily in the resurrection. I, I encourage you to really investigate investigate the resurrection. It truly happened. You know, I mean, there's a lot of evidence for it. I'll whet your appetite with one. You have a million Jews who are worshiping on a Saturday around 33 AD. And something happened historically. And then... The Sabbath was changed to Sunday, right? I mean, there are historical realities that we cannot get away from that, that are true, that uh, give us great confidence in, in the resurrection. And, uh, yeah, I just have a ton of assurance. Jesus lived the life I should have lived. He died to death. I should have died on the cross. He truly rose, and in him uh, is found the forgiveness of sins for all people. So uh, that should give you hope, students. Uh, take it to the bank. Uh, rest in it. Jesus truly is who he says he was. He is the king, and you can trust him. Awesome. Well, Jordan, thank you so much for taking time out of your schedule to be on an episode of the podcast. We're so happy you got to, to be here. Thanks. Yeah, yeah. Loved it. This is super fun, and uh, I hope at some point um, you know, I get to hang out with you guys. I, I hear y'all do a really fun ski trip or something. We do. Yeah. Ski, <laughs> ski, ski weekend 20, 2022, I guess, yeah, this is, is, a, is the hope. This is a self-invitation. Uh, yeah absolutely <laughs> um, well alright guys thanks so much for listening and make sure you check back next week for a new episode of the Focus Rally podcast and if you haven't listened to our previous episodes you can find them anywhere you listen to podcasts Spotify, Apple Podcasts um, and just search for the Focus Rally devotional podcast and we'll see you next time